My name is William Del Pilar. And if you are listening or watching this, you probably found us on sportsgrumlings.com. And I am here tonight with my usual co-host. Big John. How so do you big, say Big John in uh, Spanish? I don't want to alienate our Latino uh, viewers, uh, William. How do you say Big John uh, in, uh, in uh, Spanish? Uh, well, when you see your wife say Verguita Pequeña. <laughs> what? <laughs> you know, don't say that. Oh, okay. What do you grande say? Uh, John. Grande Juan. Grande Juan. Grande John or Grande Juan. You grande Juan. Juan. I have a friend of mine. He's in the fantasy sports industry. He calls me one name, Guillermo. You know, because Guillermo's <laughs> not my name, but that's what uh, William translates. Right, you know? right, right, yeah. Uh, and my dad's always joking, yeah, I wanted to name you Hercules. And then he says, <laughs> anyway, he says Hercules, Her Herculito, like little asshole. <laughs> Herculito, you know? And uh, so, uh, but I got to be honest, y'all, we were off camera. And I just got 1970s jazz in my head. Oh yeah, don't don't tell don't tell them why, but yeah. don't tell them why. But, uh, yeah. but we have a good night tonight. Yeah. We're going to talk a momentous decision. I say momentous because it was one of the biggest decisions yeah. the Supreme Court has made, arguably since Heller and arguably since Roe versus Wade, because it directly impacts, for example, my state which has done everything to keep guns out of our hands. And you're going to talk about that. You're going to give us a libertarian perspective, which I agree with wholeheartedly on this. Then we're going to talk a little bit of Tony Saragusa, the goose, nope. who, the goose. who when he passed, I tweeted out, you know, about how he made me, how he made us laugh. And I was just looking at my own reactions yes. to when he was alive and that's the consensus. Everybody felt that way. He was just yeah. larger than life figure, but I was, I was angry at, at his death. And we'll talk about that a little bit yeah. later. And we're going to talk about one, uh, and y'all may disagree, but you're wrong if you do, but one of the greatest self promoters we have seen in the last five years. And that is Jake Paul, love him or hate him. The guy is supposedly worth 30 some odd million and it's all self-made. So, right. so we got some interesting topics for y'all tonight. Sure. And uh, John, let's get it going. Yeah. Talk to us about the Supreme Court, the decision, and, and it deals with the New York State yeah. uh, 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 court battle that was going. So the floor is yours, my brother. Yeah. So basically the Supreme Court uh, had, a, had a case before it. It was uh, came out of New York State which was uh, the, and I'm, I'm going to give you the name of it. It was, uh, the, it basically deals with the right to conceal carry in New York State. Now, New York State, I'm venturing since 1911, I believe, you are not allowed, if you are an ordinary citizen in, the United, in um, New York State, to carry, conceal carry a weapon. Uh, guns, knives, bats, anything. You're not allowed to do it. And gun ownership in general, handgun ownership especially, is particularly difficult. Yeah. Um, anybody who's a, a legal gun owner who has a CCW license in New York City, it takes years to get one. You have to have documented evidence of things like death threats. Uh, you have to show that you're someone who uh, transports uh, very valuable assets, like uh, say the diamond dealers, uh, the Jewish, uh, the Orthodox Jewish diamond dealers in the Diamond District in New York, they all have concealed carry because they're always they're always yeah, transporting I mean, uh, rare diamonds and stuff, right, and large amounts of cash. Um, you had to make 
you had to jump through hoops with the uh, NYPD uh, to be able, like, and they looked at everything. Like, I've heard stories where parking tickets disqualified you from a concealed carry. Um, anything yeah. like that, you couldn't even get a permit for a handgun. Well, that's what, John, we have it here in California. I think what you're trying to say, just in layman terms, is they would look for anything not yes. to give it to you. It's yeah. what it goes down to. Yeah, and 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 basically that's that's what happened. So this was brought up by... Um, I believe the case was the, um, and I'm going to read it here. It was New York State Rifle and Pistol Association Incorporated uh, versus uh, Bruin, who's the superintendent of the New York State Police. So basically, this gun club sued um, the the police commission. Now, here's the interesting thing. In New York, I have a lot of friends who are licensed legal uh, gun owners in New York. Within the city, the five borough city limit, you couldn't even transport your weapon from your home right. to shoot at the shooting range unless you went through these onerous things. Like you had to uh, obviously unload it. You had to put it in the gun box. You had to padlock it. You had to put it in your trunk. And, and then when you drove, you had to take it out. You had to unlock it inside the premises. You used it for target shooting. And there's very few gun clubs in New York City at this point. Most of the most of the shooting ranges are out in the suburbs in Long Island or something. But, you know, and, it, and if they caught you like with uh, in your trunk, but it wasn't padlocked, it was a fine. You might lose oh, your yeah. license. It yeah. was very, very onerous. And there's been many cases where, like, say, uh, visitors to New York from Texas unknowingly would just come with their legal Correct. in Texas handguns. Yeah. And New York was not very understanding of their plight. Like, there was oh, one no, woman. They for those people. They, yeah. I, mean, I would imagine they would target them if some of them were known yes. to and were known to carry. You're absolutely right, John. We have that same issue here. Yeah. When I go to the gun range, I don't know all the rules. But I know the basics that I have to do so I don't get in right, trouble. Right. That is, I have to separate the ammo and the gun. They have to be in in the car separate. So, right. so I put one in the trunk, and the, I usually put the ammo in the trunk and the guns by me. I figure if somebody's going to rob me, if they see the gun, they don't know if it's loaded. You know. But luckily, I live in a rural area. It's a ten minute, it, it's a five five minute drive right. to, to the gun range. I'm at outdoors, but you know, it, it just rule after rule after rule, and in essence. I, my interpretation of that law was saying, yeah, you can have a gun in your house or that, but you can't carry it outside the house. And right. to me, to me, that's black and white. I, I was not shocked at the decision today. I was, I was, uh, I am. No, because, uh, because you see, as a gun owner, someone who's been involved in politics, I've come to realize that, that these politicians who are clueless, they're starting to really overreach. So for example, this this thing that those 14 Republican senators voted on is going to pass, a lot of that's going to get chucked out in uh, uh, the red flag laws because they are unconstitutional. I think we have a Supreme Court now that understands the Constitution. Look, people, especially conservatives who get mad when the Supreme Court doesn't rule our way, it's because when you follow the Constitution, you're following the Constitution, not our ideology. So I expected this ruling, and 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 I guess I am surprised, kind of like you are, just because of how the world is today. Right. But I just figured with this, with this court, but it, I I guess what I'm trying to say is, I'm not surprised at the ruling, but I'm just surprised in general based on how our world is going right now. But I think. The surprise should have been the leftists when New York way overreached. Well, this. well, here's the thing. So I agree with you. Look, 
in terms of uh, constitutional rights, I agree with you. The the New York laws are very onerous. So even if you were, look, I've always said the fight to say that, like even here, let me quote to you because I think it's important when you think of how, I mean, you're familiar with it in California, but for people who aren't familiar, the new our governor here in New York is a woman named Kathy Hochul. Not elected, appointed. Uh, right. She was the lieutenant governor who, who yeah. took over when Cuomo was uh, forced to resign. Um, she said, when she found out about the ruling today, she said, I'm sorry this dark day has come that we're supposed to go back to what was in place in 1788 when the Constitution of the United States of America was ratified. And I would like to point out uh, to the Supreme Court justices that the only weapons at the time were muskets. I'm prepared to go back to muskets. So not only is she against gun rights, but apparently she's an idiot. Because No, 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 no. There is no apparent, John. She's yeah. an idiot. She's, a, she's an idiot because, first of all, I've always, listen, when you argue gun rights and you talk about the Second Amendment, and this is where I'm full libertarian. I'm not a Republican on this. I'm a libertarian. I'm a, a strict constitutionalist on this, which means that I look to what the context of the amendment is, when it was written, what it meant in context of the times and how it applies to today. So anyone who tells you the Second Amendment applies only to the army is an idiot. And yeah. I've got very learned lawyers who are liberals that are good friends of mine that I went to high school and college with who hold this position. And I ask them, what about the Bill of Rights suggests to you that the people who wrote the Bill of Rights said, we're going to create these 10 amendments because already, just a few years after we signed this constitution, we already see the federal government overstepping. So we're going to rewrite these 10 amendments to make sure that the government does not further encroach on individual rights. Oh, by the way, the second most important one, no, 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 we're going to leave that to the government. Like who in their right mind thinks that's what they did, regardless that of is. how you, re yeah, <laughs> like dumb idiot liberals think that, right? People who are scared of guns. So that's the John, person. I'm sorry, but that's a great point. Yeah. I'm scared of guns. That's Me why too. I go to the range. You yeah. Know? Listen, I'm scared of guns too, but it's like the truth of the matter is that's what the second amendment means. It means that notwithstanding that we need an army, a militia, that's what we need the right of the people to bear arms shall not be infringed. It's, it's the, what it means is exactly that. Yeah, we need an army. We acknowledge we need an army, but guess what? Everyone here needs to be armed. And by the way, in 1789, everyone was armed. Everyone had a gun in their house because you needed right, it to right. hunt. You needed it in case the British came. You needed it in case the Indians came. All that fun stuff, you needed a weapon. And remember, John, the English did come back in 1812 yes, and ran us out of the capital. You yeah. bring up a very good point. I live in a rural area. I was in a bad situation one night. This guy, uh, I'm 50 yards from the road, or may maybe even more. And this guy comes wandering up. You could tell he was as hammered as I was in my sailor days. And I immediately recognized it. And he was a violent drunk. Mm. I have a steel, I have a steel, uh, one of those stronger steel, you know how you have the door, then you have the steel. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So my steel, it's pretty strong. He was so drunk, he came charging, smashed his head, fell back. My all right should have been knocked out, but a massive then destroyed right. the, the, the thing. That, and it was like a thousand dollar, you know, yeah. uh, a door. Oh man, I'm exaggerating, maybe 600, yeah. Okay, uh, but, uh, it was a, but it was a heavy security door, yeah. Yes, he thank you, heavy security door. He fell back. 
And I was hoping, stay down, stay down. And I, I wasn't panicking, but in my mind, I was panicking a little because I was like, get the mic. I was like, get my gun. Then I looked at him. And most people, I think, would react like I do. We get scared because in that moment, I knew if I had a gun, you know, he comes at me, I can kill him. So I said, get, right. get I said, get, get the stick out of the garage here real quick, you know, because I figured he's so drunk. I've dealt with drunks before as part of short right. patrol, but with the average leftist idiot does not want to realize when you are drunk or you're on drugs, you don't feel pain. Yeah, you don't. This guy got yeah. up. Thank God. One of my friends who lives down across the street from where the, the, the driveway starts right. saw him, follow, came up following him with one of his employees. As I'm making this decision, I see him and they run and they tackle the guy. Mm. Luckily, my wife, as she was getting my, my uh, the, the stick for right. me, I had made a conscious decision. Don't pull the gun out because I knew how deadly a gun is. Yes, of course. You know, and I knew how dangerous it was. And when I looked at that guy, I saw myself as a drunk POS sailor who thought he was invincible. And my heart went out to him in that moment because I'm like, dude, right. you are bleeped. Yeah. The cop, and you know what? The cops showed up within like two to three minutes, you know? Right. Uh, they took him away. I decided not to press charges. Uh, the guy was messed up in the head. I was looking over right, his right. phone. He dropped his phone, his wallet. I'm like, he was just out of work, this or that. He was drinking because he was so depressed and down and out. Yeah. And But the whole point of that is I could have reached for my gun. Sure. You know, and a leftist thinks I don't. Uh, leftist is two train of thoughts. First of all, you're a Latino, so you're too stupid to know what to do. You, you know, you probably have a gangbanger brother there that's somewhere. So us white elitist Democrats have to tell you how to live your life. No guns, you know. So, so that was the, the first thing that, that that I jokingly was telling my wife afterwards. But, but they just assume we don't know how to react. We don't know how to handle ourselves. I quickly made the decision, and even though it could have cost me getting my tail beat, had right. he got in through the door, uh, oh, that's the other thing, the garage door was open, you know, and I'm quickly telling the wife to shut it, you know, right, right, right. keeping an eye on him. But it was just another situation, and, and that's my whole issue with guns. People think that we're too stupid, and, and they want to take the guns out of our streets, but are, 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 are criminals going to... Do you listen to that? No, of course not. That that's always been the issue. Is and and that to me, to a large extent, this ruling is more important in that sense because when Thomas wrote his uh, opinion for the majority, um, let me read it to you. It's a little little oh, lengthy. Yeah, I'll try it, to yeah. get it. Uh, and I'm taking this excerpt out. It says, "We know of no other constitutional right that an individual may exercise." only after demonstrating to government officers a special need. That is not how the First Amendment works when it comes to unpopular speech or the free exercise of religion. It is not how the Sixth Amendment works when it comes to a defendant's right to confront the witnesses against them. New York's proper cause requirement violates the 14th Amendment in that it prevents law-abiding citizens with ordinary self-defense needs from exercising their right to keep and bear arms. We therefore reverse the judgment of the Court of Appeals and remand the case for further proceedings consistent with this opinion. So what he is saying if I'm paraphrasing him, is there's no such thing as second-class rights. All your rights as individuals are yours. They're not granted by government. They are only protected by government. And that is the key thing that I think people will draw out of this for a lot of different things, not well, just actually, guns. John, I wouldn't even say they're protected. I think what he was saying is these are your God-given rights. 
and it's not the government's job. They have no right to take him. Well, it, that's it. That's what I'm saying. So yeah. that rights are not granted by government. See, exactly. a lot of, and exactly. when you talk to a lot of liberals and Republicans, quite honestly, because a lot of them think like, oh, we need our rights from the government. It's just that we want more rights from the government. No, you're both wrong. Rights are yours by the virtue of you being a human. That's how you have rights. It's also the reason why if you told me healthcare is a right, housing is a right, I can instantly tell you that they're not rights. I don't even have to think about it too long. Do you know why? Because if you're telling me that I have to provide healthcare to you as a basic human right or food or clothing or housing, guess what? It's not a right because then you're giving me the ability to force people to provide something to you, which is what government does, right? And rights cannot be provisioned by force. That's basically, that goes back to John Locke. You can can figure that out, right? So what I'm trying to say is by, by this decision, in my opinion, not only will you see like restrictive gun laws, like in Illinois, California, I think Maryland, not only will you see those start to to be chipped away, which is their their greatest fear. Uh, <clears throat> excuse me, Jeffrey Tubin lost his mind over this today. Did he blow but, a load all about it? Yeah, he blew his load <laughs> uh, on TV about it. Also, Keith Oberman lost his mind. Oh, I'll yeah, get to yeah, him yeah. in a second. You know, Keith Oberman lives alone, doesn't have a woman. He's I crazy. Mean, that just epitomizes how miserable but it's, but it's interesting. It, but it's interesting to me, and I'll get to him in a second. But to me, this ruling is fantastic. My my good friend that I've mentioned a couple of times, Dan Schmutter, who who works on 2A cases, I mean, as much as someone our age can do cartwheels, he was doing cartwheels over this. Oh, I'm this sure thing. he blew a load. He's he's <laughs> on the front lines of these battles, guns, knives, everything. He as much so the way I say it is like we should be uh uh Bill of Right brothers, right? Because yeah. I will kill for the right to protect the first amendment like here you can see my shirt defend free speech at all costs um that's my sort of cause is the first amendment his cause is the second amendment right right so, you know the thing about your free speech thing that irks yeah. me not you it's yeah. they always they apply the screaming fire in a the theater to everything you yeah. know when it doesn't apply and that's their only fallback and they live and die by that you know and actually Hotchell, our governor here in new york used that while she was complaining about this ruling she said look there's limits on the first amendment you can't cry fire in a in the theater and then she used that stupid musket argument to which i had two things to say first of all really muskets first of all that's not true because at the time this was written there were machine guns they knew about machine guns they still wrote the second amendment the second thing is really you want to go back to that standard we can only use things that were in in place so uh and i can't take credit for this Uh, another woman wrote tweeted this out there he goes really all politicians were men in 1789 you want to go back to that kathy hotchell you want it to be only men making rules well well, Uh, the thing john is it's it's what translation those forefathers our forefathers were too stupid to see that we could we would advance scientifically and weapons yeah. would, would increase it they were they, they were too stupid to understand that really you know ben franklin discovering the electricity ben franklin with all these inventions on paper but you know, people, it's like they but, knew what, what was coming of course they know? did and that's why the first amendment isn't limited to quill and papyrus that's why the first amendment applies to the internet it applies to what we're saying now right but john so, you know that does go through court because the wiretapping remember that they, they were allowed that it came down to the constitution in terms i can't remember like bugging somebody and then the co- i can't i get what i'm trying to say every time we get a new technology 
There's a legal bias. There, there's always a legal yeah. principle. And what happens in those cases? I'm glad you brought that up because I was going to say this. The old fire in the theater is a bit of a misdirection. It's not that the speech is prohibited. It's that that speech is not excluded from retribution by the law. Meaning that if you libel, slander, or cause a riot, no one prevents you from doing that in terms of your speech. It's just that after you make that speech, you can't say, well, it's protected. No, it's, well, it's not. Like, it's, it's, it's like a gun. You have the Second Amendment right to carry a gun, but if you illegally shoot somebody, yeah. you will be prosecuted. Yeah, you have a right I'm to carry a gun. Now yeah. I know come back to it. Yeah. I, I you, struggle. you have a right to carry a gun. You don't have a right to murder someone That's in cold right. blood. Right. So there's like I wish people would be consistent with their argument because you always get these idiotic things. Um, and to be honest with you, I also get frustrated, like even from some guys on the right, because I saw one guy who follows us on Gab. And I mean, he's a good fan, so I'm not going to call him out. But yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't, we don't he, have said, he said, <laughs> uh, you know, this is great because <laughs> you get these kind of rulings when you have uh, justices who follow the word of God. And I'm like, well, well, you know, let's let's slow down a second. First of all, I don't know that in a constitutional republic, we want to be using God as the justification for our laws. I, I think they twisted it, John, because yeah. there are books and a lot of documentation that that their religious beliefs are in the constitution. Yeah, they that's just crazy. Write it out. Yeah, there yeah. is, and I believe it. But yeah. that doesn't. But they didn't specify it because they knew yes. that wasn't the answer. But their beliefs helped them write that document. You know how you do that uh, uh, because uh, but, all the rights. Were, who gave us all these rights for the founding fathers? Well, they say they they come from God and nature. But yeah, yeah. like now that that can be debatable based on your religion. I'm not going to argue it. Right, but, but it, like I were of influence. I I. T- <laughs> I took sort of not offense, but I'd like to point out that if you're talking about a Christian God, which this guy apparently was because he wasn't oh, talking well, about we're a Christian nation. Yeah. <laughs> uh, well, that's not true, but it, it's that, that is. It, it's it's that he wasn't talking about Allah or something in this case. But anyway, the, the concept that the Christian God would be like, you know, what's the first thing you should do when someone hates you? Shoot him. No, okay, yeah. no. And see, you and know. that's my point when people start yeah. talking religious because I'm like, I like to stay away from it, but nobody will change my mind because it's true. That was a time of heavy, everything was religious based there. It's not, it has nothing to do with how, the way we live today. It was close, like they did a poll. And in the Middle East, it's like, it, it's fundamental. It's like 92%. I forget mm-hmm. what it is and it's dropping here. That's what our world was 200 years ago. So when people say, no, it's not, no, you're lying. You're wrong because that was the world back then. They were just smart enough not to put it in the Constitution. But that drove a lot of uh, 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 what, how what they put in the Constitution. They just worded it properly. Yes. They weren't fools. They, yes. They weren't no, they weren't. They, were, they were. Hold on, John. The yeah. final point on that is religion had as much power as King George did in people's belief. It's like I told you off camera, uh, 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 in the Ottoman Empire, the Suleiman wanted to, uh, uh, he did not care for Sharia law, but the people believed in it so much, he knew he wouldn't last in power for a week if he tried to remove that aspect, you know? So so that's the power of religion, and the forefathers were smart enough to see that. Look, well, they were also smart enough not to codify it. So, for example... right. They were, uh, look, the Constitution is based off the Enlightenment, right? So it's not like it came from the Dark Ages or from uh, the Inquisition or anything like that. It came from the Enlightenment, right? The concept that we all have rights, that all men are created equal. Because don't forget, in most religions, most men aren't created equal. And that includes... Well, actually, uh, 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 I don't know, but I know Christianity were supposedly, but 
the pragmatic my pragmatic my pragmatic beliefs goes yeah you're right because that's how the world works they, we are not equals in terms of how if y'all think these leftists or or rhinos or the swamp or whatever you call us actually care for us the common man you're an idiot because yeah. at the end of the day all these racesters there's only one color they they care about green all these rhinos there's only one value system they care about and, and that's the financial value system so so it, it, it's a vile world we live in and the constitution is the only thing that protects us and thank goodness uh, uh and i know you're a libertarian but i'm like thank goodness we have a at least uh, 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 uh well a, that's core I, I, well here's the thing so i i think there's this is such a like you called it a milestone decision i agree with you McDonald was monumental. a milestone. Monumental. Yeah, <laughs> McDonald was a monumental decision for for gun owners. Well, Heller... which was a McDonald's, well, the Big Mac. <laughs> well, Heller is the one everyone remembers. Yeah, Heller. Right? Heller's uh, the handgun out of Washington D.C. Right, that you were allowed to have handguns in the home. The New York, the, this ruling in New York State means that you can have a, a handgun legally outside the home, concealed That's carry. Right. So it so because the court in this case recognized that your rights don't end in your home. It, and, you know. Yeah, it was Thomas who said that in his. Yeah, it was. It, it was. Uh, yeah, the majority opinion was written by Thomas, and he was joined by Alito and those guys. Of course, the three liberal justices. Now, that is one thing that's great: the acknowledgement that all rights are first-class rights. There's no such thing as a second-class right coming out of this. I think that's very important because you could take this principle of no second class rights and apply to a lot of other different things. Right, so, right. So there's right, that right. as well. The other thing though, from the negative side is the way politics are right now, liberals are getting frustrated, okay? Very frustrated with the Supreme Court for a lot violence, of different reasons. Violence is coming. Not violence necessarily. What I'm afraid because unfortunately, I've seen McConnell do this. I, I, I saw, who was the guy, who was the Senate majority leader out of Nevada? Yeah. Harry Reid. Harry oh, Reid Harry Reid used to do this all the time, right? The world when is they, a better place now. <laughs> when they think that, when they think they're being put upon politically, meaning they're losing at the court level, they're losing at the ballot boxes, what's the first thing they do? They change the rules. And everybody does that, right? So Harry Reid did the nuclear option. Then McConnell's like, hey, I'm just not going to bring up your nominee until, you know, whatever. Nobody is willing to say of these political parties, neither side is willing to say, it ends with me. I'm going to be the bigger party here. Yeah, they may have screwed oh, me John, over. John, hold on. The, the no, let me finish. Let me finish. Right, and then right, I'll let you right, talk. Right, right. right. So neither party is willing to be the bigger party, so to speak, but saying, okay, look, Yes, these guys screwed us over. They passed some rules last time, but you know what? Maybe the concept of rule by law, we're going to keep it this time. So what I'm afraid is going to happen, the court ruled against them on gun control, even as the Senate is trying to pass tighter gun control laws, right? Mm -hmm. uh, that the Supreme Court has just dealt them a blow. They're going to get a second blow when they overturn Roe versus Wade this week, probably, right? Right, 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 so, right. So you've got that coming down the pike. Now, what is a procedural, perfectly legal option that the Democrats can do to fight this Supreme Court? Guess what? They can you pack can the court. They, yeah, they, yeah. They, they control both houses, uh, right? And they control the Senate in terms of a tiebreaker being Kamala Harris. So what they can do is say, guess what? 
there's no constitutional anywhere in the constitution does it say there have to be nine justices there's no, no, no such you're rule. right you're right but there are certain mechanisms they still have to follow they'll try to figure out how to circumvent it because it can still be slowed down because that's what i do expect to happen you know and, and but my point to you earlier john is that reagan's a great example he did the immigration bill with the promise that democrats would do something i can't remember they promised him something return. They never did. We have swung so far left because Republicans, at a political whatever, uh, uh, kept compromising, compromising. So we've swung left. So the Democrats have always led on uh, on bleeping up the country, and there and Republicans will follow and do the same mechanisms down the road. But it's always Democrats. My whole point is simple: you impeach Biden, you impeach uh, 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 the DOJ guy. And I'm not saying that the for for to get back at them it's like the moment you do it to them and they realize oh they're fighting back now it's my tail on the line that's when it's all gonna stop no, it never stops because memories are never that long no, no no it's it's not gonna stop because the republicans don't have the fortitude look i believe mayor garland should be impeached for this reason alone the law says you can't be doing to the scotus's homes what's happening because they're SCOTUS judges. And Mar Garland is refusing to protect them. We already got a death threat. We got something ugly done, the, the Amy Comey Barrett. This is me speaking, not John. I'm not gonna tie John to this, but writers on the left condone, the sh some writers condone the shooting of the Republicans on the baseball field. They're always silent when it's a, a, a black or Latino who goes out like the Christmas parade. I mean, so they they're okay if, a SCOTUS member gets murdered because then they can pick their guy. And that, so until the Republicans stand up to that mess and start impeaching, it's going to get worse. But I truly believe, and I also truly believe it's not going to happen, but I truly believe if they would impeach a Garland or impeach uh, Biden, which I don't know if I'd want to because Biden's an idiot and they have to move slower with Biden versus having Kamala Harris, who claimed the fame is having slept her way to power. And that's an actual fact. You know, where she would be more, uh, she would move much quicker. No, it is. I, I, feel, I'd feel so much better if you use the word allegedly somewhere in that sentence. No, 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 there's no alleged. Willie Brown said, yeah, I slept with it. Yeah. Okay, it, so okay, so it's an allegation made by that guy, whoever you said. Please, please say uh, that. Willie, no, Willie Brown was a mayor. Was, was, was I? I understand that. <laughs> Willie Brown's kind of famous from our time. I, I, I would feel so much better, William, if just for a favor to me on okay, those no, type okay. of statements, you say thank you. Thank you. I appreciate <laughs> okay, it. Okay, she allegedly slept away. Thank but you. In my opinion. Like 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 what? You want to see me do it to one of your people, and you'll see know, what difference it makes. Yeah, Hold yeah. on a second. Allegedly, Lauren Bobert is accused of being a hoe who's had three abortions. Well, yeah, well I'll say this. Allegedly, uh, you uh, see how I threw in allegedly. She's a better looking. She's a better looking woman than anything on the left. So, so well, I can see men wanting her. Yeah. What, 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 whatever, whatever. But my point being is just. Yeah, allegedly. Okay, yeah, but my yeah. listen. So, like I said before, I, I don't want to get too much. I don't want to get too far away from this. But I understand what you're saying. I just think that it never ends, and there is this cycle thing. I like. I disagree with you that it's only the left. I disagree with you. Oh yeah. Okay. But, uh, okay. But, no, hold on. Give me an example uh, uh, of the right, uh, the Republicans doing it. I'll give you an example right off the top of my head. Yeah. When Reagan with immigration, how the Democrats betrayed him and didn't follow through. You know, Reagan was probably arguably one of, and Bush were like the, the last where Congress was still willing to compromise a bit. Well, oh, well I'm sorry, Clinton, Clinton. Yeah. Well, um, 2000, everything changed. Well, the, the, 
the, you're talking about specifically about the immigration, but but I could tell you because I lived through those years. Uh, obviously, it was that the Republican Party sold out Reagan themselves. Reagan didn't. Yeah, want give that. me an example. An example how they uh, how they sold, uh, of how they uh, uh, abused their power by by not working with the Democrats versus it, it was the right thing to do versus whatever. Right. How much? An example. Of, sure. How much of Obama's uh, 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 agenda got passed by Republicans. But that started with two, I'm talking about pre-2000, because at 2000, John, is when when they separated and they stopped compromising. They, in fact, people forget, the Democrats tried to steal an election. Yeah, that's what the whole chat thing was about. Yeah, Hillary Clinton came out and said, Trump stole the election, as did the mainstream media. Uh, My point is that at 2000 is when the hate started and Congress stopped working. I don't fact, know that the it... only time they were together was the 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 the, the Iraq invasion, and why? Because the America was wrong about because I was behind it, and then I started realizing what was happening. I'm like, whoa, whoa, what are we doing here? Yeah, oh, they were they were behind it because was, it they were pressured by the public because it also increased their own power too. So it was like. There's a lot of yeah, that that goes into to, that. To do a war without actually claiming. That's the other thing, too. It's, it's, that's, I mean, we're way off topic, but that, as an adult, the last 10 years, that grates on me at how these, these, these fat, nasty, these, 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 these whores for both money and mistresses and all that, they will send our boys and girls to go, well, boys mostly, to go die to make a buck. Or to gain more power, or to look good. That's really great. I mean, that's when I started to look at the Iraq War and what Bush was doing, you know. And I didn't sit there go, "Oh, Cheney, Cheney," because I'm like, it's both sides are profiting off this. They're just turning it politically to try to get one side to hate the other side more, but they're both in it together. So we really digress. But, but anyway, my, my, so to get back to wrap it up, my point is that the. And if you re- like, if you pay attention to these left-wing things, especially the the not the crazy ones, but the progressive part of the Democratic Party, they are advocating, advocating, and strongly pushing for court packing. Meaning, yeah. have both houses at least till the midterm elections pass a pass a new law that says the Supreme Court will now immediately consist of thirteen members, and that'll mean that. Joe Biden gets to pick four Supreme Court justices, or they could do 21. And I've oh, no, heard- Yeah, they can do any number they right. want. There's no Hold constitutional on, limit. You're right, but the public is not behind this. FDR tried it and failed, granted different times, but he was probably, arguably, at one time, had amassed the most power of any president ever. Not, not arguably, he did. Yeah, and, and he couldn't get it done. So it's not as easy as you say, but yes, I can but, see but, but also don't for, But also don't forget, uh, Roosevelt also did not have an entirely Democratic Congress with him. And even among Democrats- Hold he was, on. I thought I thought the Democrats, I remember- it in was four. Admin- it, it was like forty years. It was not. Uh, it was always. Congress no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm talking about. I'm talking. Rule. I'm talking about FDR specifically. You mentioned FDR. I'm saying he yeah. didn't always have a Republican thing. Um, the the Democratic rule of forty years in the House started with JFK, in 1960. That's when it turned Democratic. It stayed that way till Newt Gingrich overturned it in 1994. 96. It's a 94. 94 point is, though, it's a lot harder to do because then they have to go through the nomination process. And, that, and remember, Congress, boy, those bastards also, that's what also irks me, is how much money they earn and how little they work. Now, there's an argument for the other side. Hey, 
the fact that they have so much recess is not a bad thing. But my point to you, John, in saying that is they got recesses coming up. They take a lot of time off in the summer to go raise money, earn their little kickbacks. Well, and yada, yada, yeah, yada. and that's, again, we're straying, but I think that's just part of the, like, if you motivate them enough, right? Oh, sure, sure. But so, I'm saying there are obstacles is what I'm saying. I, uh, yeah, I didn't say it's easy. And there's still, believe it or not, and this is where you as a Republican um, and, me, and me per, and me perhaps as a uh, libertarian, we have to give credit to the right people on the other side, right? So there's some Democrats, and I think Manchin. Biden, and I actually think Manchin and also I think Biden, Biden himself said, I'm not interested in court packing. Oh, that's because, no, no. He said that after the polling came out and they and their investigation or their research was done, they're like, this is going to be difficult to get past the American people. It may change now with Democrats with this ruling, but that's why they did it. I, again, I follow politics. Well, I also I also think it's because Biden spent all those years on the ju Judiciary Committee. Uh, committee, And I look, you can have all the negative feelings you want about him. But look, at one time he was he wasn't a complete idiot his entire life. Oh, no, so, no, he's not an idiot now. He's just a slow-ass mother bleeper who, who's being controlled by other people. No, he's, he's just not, totally, yeah, he's an old man now. I, look, I'm not going to defend him. He's an old man who shouldn't he's be in puppet. office. But, like, I think the concept, when they asked him, like, should we court pack if we do a clean sweep, his answer was no, right? So, and listen, um, um, just like a lot of Democrats have been forced in the wake of uh, the Trump insurrection, a lot of these guys, or, or protest, whatever, dust up, whatever you want to call it, like there's a lot of Democrats who have been forced grudgingly to say, thank God for Mike Pence. Because in their eyes, Mike Pence stood up to Trump. Whether They're you agree, whether, <laughs> whether, whether you agree with it or not, from their point of view, the one Dude, guy. They, they say that about Kinzinger. They say that about Cheney. They say that about any Republican that that sides with them. Same thing with with, with with conservatives. Like like who's that lady at a Hawaii? Uh, uh, Gabbard. It's like, dude, she's a leftist. She's a Bernie Sanders leftist. Just because she, she believes in this one or two items that you agree with, oh, oh look, to your knees. Yeah, yeah. You know? No, no, no. Wait a second. Wait a second. I agree with that. Listen, I wouldn't vote for Tulsi Gabbard as a libertarian, and I and I'm upset that a lot of libertarians are like, yeah, let's run her with Justin Almach. Why? They're two completely different people. But here's the thing. <laughs> but, but they think you're serious when they say that. Yeah, but here's the funny part. I can acknowledge that on some issues. She has the correct position. She's very much anti-war. She's very exactly. much anti-interventionist. And I'm, I agree with that. So I'll give her credit on that issue. But when she starts talking about universal health care or something like yeah. that, I'm against her. Exactly. But, I'm, but, but I view myself as not being a party line guy. So I don't just say he's the Republican or, or, or he's the Democrat. He's the libertarian, so I'm going to automatically vote for them. I try to research their positions. But I think that's what I'm also trying to say anyway, is that now this in some weird way may start to get some bipartisanship because I think those 15 Republican senators that I'm sure are being called sellouts, rhinos, traitors, whatever. Oh, I don't think so. I don't think so. It's, it's, I think you're putting more weight in this. But I don't know. You could be right. Yeah, like right. I Biden, I, Biden said it was a bonehead move in yes. terms of packing sometime yeah. in 2020. But he's changed and he's flip-flopped a couple times since then. Yeah. But I, but, yeah, but, but, because but, he's not in control of his faculties anymore. Right. But this uh, is what I'm saying is like you got a constitutional victory. Honestly, from a PR perspective, I would shut up Marjorie, Margie 
Taylor Green, whatever her name is, Lauren Boebert, uh, who is it, J- uh, Jordan? No, John, you're being a hypocrite because you don't shut up and you don't believe. No, no, I'm. I'm, I'm now you're telling people no, to no, shut up. No, 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 <laughs> let me finish. You don't let me finish my sentence, and you you cut me off like you're CNN, right, so right, you get your point. Up. What I was going to say is, if I'm advising them, <clears throat> it'd be you got a victory, right? Just shut up and enjoy it. Just say, we got a victory. We, we believe the court ruled properly. Something like that. When you start, like I saw something like Lauren Boebert decided she was going to post a tweet of herself wearing some hot outfit, tight jeans and a blouse that made her chest look she like, is hot. right? Honest, well, she is hot. Whatever. But the point was, and she was posing with her gun saying, yeah, libs coming after you. God bless America. God's choice for guns. And she starts like that. Like that type of shit is antagonistic. And there's no reason for it because now, just from a very strategic move, right? Why do you want to fire up your opposition? Because guess what? You said Biden's a puppet at this point. Maybe he is. Why do you want his handlers yeah, focusing on court packing right now? Yeah, because first of all, I don't say I'm a pretty good big picture thinker, and the difficulties of that happening are slim to none. But it could happen. I'm not going to deny it. But that said. You know, it's it's we're in a lost cause anyway, meaning that our side, the conservatives, and libertarians, because of the communications machine, and that's owned by the leftists. So it doesn't matter if they stay silent or not. It's going to be just a hundred and fifty, a thousand percent court packet. Take the guns away. They're idiots. So that that's what they've done since day one. See, that's what you don't realize. That's the battlefield. So no, you I, get I, the battlefield and you figure out how to attack it. I realize and, and it. I'm not I realize I agree it. with what they're saying, but that's not going to make any difference in the world these people are attacked because the the moment they went i'm a two-way the moment you go i'm two-way they put you as a gun nut they don't acknowledge yeah he is right for a secondary they say you're a gun nut unless you acquiesce to the government demanding you handle your guns this way that way etc you're a gun nut so that battle so what you said doesn't resonate with me because that's the battle we're facing. It's like I told you, I am an ugly person on Twitter now, but I don't, I'm not the proactive one. I respond, you're an idiot. You're a white closet racist because your policies hurt my people. You know, you have to roll your wife around in flour. You know, I, I get mean and I get ugly because I'm like, nobody's going to win this. I used to believe, hey, go Twitter, have a conversation. No, you can't. It's just one shot. And I'm like, I can be meaner and uglier. And I wish people on our side would do that. Again, that's why uh, 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 Obama got elected. He was a fighter. That, and Obama was that intellectual fighter. You know, it's like I knew a guy who I served with uh, uh, on the planning group, and he was a leftist. He would eloquently say something, and I looked at the guy next to me. You just know he he just hammered us. He, he just bitch slapped us, you know, eloquently. That was Obama. Then you got Trump, who was just a blunt machine. But people gravitate to them because they're fighters. Libertarians are peacekeeping people. I don't know if, you, if y'all understand that as a whole. Well, a well I like it again, it's... It's philosophical. I don't believe that at the end you're replacing one idiot with another. So whereas I viewed Obama with disdain, um, even though he was a smooth operator, I viewed him with disdain, obviously. Um, replacing, I've seen plenty of puppets. He was in, 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 my, puppet. in my opinion, replacing him with someone like Trump, a completely unqualified person to hold the presidential nah, office. What's the qualification to be president? Period. Was he, was he ever elected? Doesn't matter. Do you have to be elected to be president? Yes or no? Okay. So the oh okay. If I answer yes, yes or no, do you have to what? Be do you, do you have to hold no, office? No, prior to, of course okay, not. No. 
So this, okay. one, this qualification crap is based on your own belief. No, no, I'm basing it. I'm basing it, not that we're completely off the subject, I'm basing it entirely on what I heard Republicans complain about Obama. He's only been elected for one year. He's running for office based on one year. I never say that because anybody can be elected. I didn't say I didn't say you said it. I said Republicans said it. Please, please listen to what I say. I didn't hear you, but I didn't hear a lot of Republicans say that. I heard some, but not a lot. A lot. Most conservatives. And by the way, you know who said it? Anybody can run for office. By the way, you know new blood. By the way, you know who said it among the loudest? That, that Obama shouldn't be president because he didn't have uh, enough experience in elected McCain. office? <laughs> Trump. 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 Yeah. Well, well, we know who Trump is. That's who Trump is. You yeah. accept somebody warts and all, like Bill Clinton. People don't like to admit this, but Bill Clinton was not a bad president. Why? I he admit was it. forced to work with the Republican Congress who was ready to veto all his crap once Newt Gingrich took power. That's what it boiled down to. And it gave us some great economic times. And, and Republicans don't like to hear that because they went off in the deep end when he had his affair with, 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 with Monica Lewinsky. Because my first thought was like, what are you talking about? Y'all be having affairs too. You complete, know, complete waste of time. Yeah, complete exactly. waste of time. Exactly. But my point is that people gravitate to fighters. And oh, that's why we oh, had these last two elect, uh, winners. Uh, again. Look, Obama's a fighter. Trump was a fighter. That's what they saw. And you by know, the way, in the Latino community, they want a fighter. By the way, when you said, give me an example of uh, Republicans doing that to Democrats, I think the Monica Lewinsky thing kind of qualifies as that. No, they didn't succeed. Did it, you said you said people. Be, no, but they tried. Yeah, uh, but no, that wasn't a policy. That wasn't something. That was politics at one another. I'm talking something that affected the country in which they shifted it to the left or the right. That has nothing to do with shifting the left or right. That's just that's just the fundamentalist arm of the party at the time that, or they were using the fundamentalist uh, uh, arm of the party to try to take him out. Had nothing to do with policy or passing a law or making a promise to the. You're really reaching, brother. You're, but that said, you're right. I apologize for interrupting. You just get me going because you don't give examples a lot of times. No, like, listen. Give an example. The the example of Clinton had effects because part of why the whole Lewinsky thing is because Clinton was riding a wave of popularity. He was an extremely popular president, not as well, popular as not as popular as Reagan, but he got very close to Reagan. And I think a lot of these Republican uh, lawmakers in Congress said, OK, we're in kind of in charge right now. So you know what? Let's see if we can nick him up a little bit. We're going to impeach him like we we're going to impeach him for a BJ. Think about that. We're going to impeach him for a BJ. Yeah, you know, it's kind of like, you know, I mean, what? come on, but that, that was politically care. motivated. No, 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 no. That, that was all politics. You know why? In the Navy, we have something we call the captain's chair. And in the Navy, we're always on watch, you know. Which is always, right. So the big thing for us, young, dumb, and full of, you know what, sailors in our early 20s was bring the girl up and Take her in the captain's chair. So, so that's when, when, when that happened. Okay, actually, I was, I was not in the military. I was still, uh, 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 was I? 1992s. Yeah, I was in the military. Duh. You know, but the whole point is, is uh, that's why I'm like, that's a guy being a guy. It, it may not be right in the term of the eyes of, uh, eyes of many, but that had nothing to do with policy, had right. nothing to do with moving to the left or right. right. It had to do, here's our chance to take somebody out. You know, but at least it was true. I did not have physical relations, sexual relations with that hoe. 
Yes, you did. And that came out. It's exact opposite of the whole Russia hoax in terms of Trump peed the bed, Trump did this, Trump did that. Those were complete lies, you know? See, and so I, and as you know, we've had conversations both here and offline of my disdain for the Republican Party. I just told the California Republican Party chair, get off your damn knees for Kevin McCarthy and start doing your job because she was a token uh, 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 candidate who won a fixed election with the delegates and the proxy vote. I won't get into it, but it, it was fixed. Allegedly. <laughs> allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. 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 Let's move on because yeah, I think yeah, we're yeah, not yeah. going to get to any other topic. Like yeah, let's leave it like that. victory <laughs> for the Constitution. And John, you're right. I apologize. I That's okay. That's much. okay. That's okay. Yeah. No, it's not. No, it's not. But we will go on. Okay. Let's go to I was going to say let's go to happier topic, but it's not, you know. So one of the most, I, I want to say beloved, uh, mm. beloved uh, NFL players uh, passed away, and that is Tony Siragusa. The Goose. And, uh, played with the Colts and, and, and won a championship with the Ravens. And it's funny because as soon as I saw the name, it's, oh, The Goose. And my memories all thought up of, uh, I, I don't watch Hard Knocks. I'm not a fan. I think right. it's stupid. Uh, but it's great entertainment for the people. But I remember the uh, uh, episode because it, it made the news uh, outside of the show. Right. Where he blocked off, I think it was a trailer, where Todd Heap and Shannon Sharp with the tight ends were staying, you know? And then they had him on camera. Yeah, I hope they catch the guy. That's just a romp of veterans. You know, they don't escape the rookie. They, they had to do, you know, he's just going all on the series before he laughs. And he was just this fun-loving guy. And he wasn't even drafted. So that's what made his story even more spectacular. What, what, what was was coming up, working in, in the trenches. And he was a trench guy, you know? Yeah. He was one of the no-name no positions. Start. He was a no-star. Yeah. He was one of the non-skilled positions to come and make it big. And uh, uh, so when he died... Uh, the first thing, what was the first thing when when I told you he passed away and, and that, that you thought of in terms of uh, Tony Saragossa and yourself? Well, I have to tell you, it's, first of all, I kind of thought he was roughly my age. You know, yeah. just, that was the first thing that popped in my head. Exactly. How old was this guy? Then when I looked up how old he was, he was 55. Exactly. Now I'm 57. Yeah. yeah, 55. So I'm 57. The guy was actually two years younger than me. Yep. Um, and another thing that a lot of people don't realize, he was an actor. Uh, if you yeah. watch The Sopranos, you would see him. He was see, he was a background player on The Sopranos. He was the muscle a lot of times. Like when they went out to do a hit or something, like you'd see the goose in the background, like bear hugging somebody or getting into a fist fight, you know. So he 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 even has that little bit of a claim to fame. But I I got to tell you, um, you know who else he reminded me of? A modern day Art Donovan. If you knew Art Donovan from those old Art NFL Donovan. films, he was and the Colts, Colts and the Colts, and he was a, a lineman, an interior lineman. And that guy, if you guys have never heard Art Donovan, he's the guy who he always kind of talked like this, and he would always talk about the Deke and the Duke and the Moose. And in the bottom of the pile, I always tried to stick my thumb in his eye to get the ball out of his hand. You know, like he talked like that, and he had these crazy stories. He was always entertaining, and I kind of viewed Siragusa in that vein, that yeah, type of right. character. Yeah. Like he, he talked, he was, I think he was a Jersey Modern guy. Modern day version. Yeah. He sounded yeah. like a New York. I can't. Yeah. I think, yeah, I think he was a Jersey guy. So he had that Jersey accent. He had that sort of, um, uh, tri-state Italian, uh, swag to him. You could tell like he liked to eat. He liked to have fun. He was loud. He was funny. He could tell a great story. Um, but then something both of us realized was the man was obese. Yes. Um, 
Now, full disclosure, we don't, the cause of death was not, as of this recording, was not announced. So we don't know how he died, what he died of, if he was ill, if it was something sudden, don't know. But I will say one thing, even from my own experiences, William, obesity doesn't go well with anything. Right. That's right, so, that's right, that's right. It, like no matter what you went, like if you get a disease, whether it's cancer, COVID, the common cold, the flu, whatever, there is no disease that is somehow helped by obesity. Obesity is always listed as a comorbidity in these things when people pass away. So if someone's obese, they'll say he had cancer, but it was made worse by the fact that he was obese, right? Or she was right. obese. Right. So right. like my own personal case, I was obese two, three years ago. And I went to the doctor and basically, uh, you know, I that was because me, of a bad accident though, right? That, that was part of it was triggered by a bad car accident, but a lot of it was, was by Greek food, <laughs> Greek food and just a ton of eating and sitting on my butt all day. So, you know, I tell this story because if I can inspire one person, you know, to change their lives, I'm all for it. Um, I went to the doctor and he basically said, look, you have high blood pressure. Uh, you're now officially diabetic. You're a type two diabetic. You also have fatty liver, so all your enzymes wow. are, are screwed are screwed up. And basically, you're probably going to die in a year or two. Wow. Like, that was plain. Because actually, you know how they found out? I went to get a colonoscopy, and my, my blood levels and my blood pressure were so messed up, they couldn't give me anesthesia for the col that's colonoscopy. Right, that's right. Right? Was so, that really the problem, or were you such a tight ass? It just couldn't well, uh, I'm Greek, so I'll <laughs> leave that joke to you. But... um. But anyway, so my point was, I went to the doctor and he said, okay, we got to put you on, um, we got to put you on anti-diabetic med medication. We got to put you on blood pressure medication. We got to do all this stuff, the fatty liver. So I did some research. I found out that the keto diet helps with that a lot. It helps with diabetes. It helps with the blood pressure. And, and you, if you do it right, you can lose weight. So, and I was never one to diet. I was never one who looked after myself. Now, I, I've said this before. I, I don't drink. I don't smoke. And that's probably the only reason I hadn't died yet, because I didn't have any vices, so to speak, other than food. You don't um, think that's more genetic, though, like smoke, uh, the, uh, uh, not drinking, because that kills the liver, but, but, but smoking? Well, smoking is is bad, even if you have no genetic. Yeah, 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 yeah. But I'm talking about catching the cancer and all that. It seems genetic. Well, well, you don't catch it. Well, but there is a genetic component. But smoking also on its own is bad because you get emphysema. Yeah, the smoke yeah. doesn't leave your lungs. There's a lot of reasons why you should oh, smoke. Yeah, even yeah. weed, not just nicotine. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I'm not defending it, but I'm just yeah. saying it, 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 that's what I thought I've read in some places. Yeah, of, but but I was lucky because I didn't have any of those vices. So it, like as bad as I was otherwise, that probably helped me not die. And I came home and I was, and my wife just looked at me and she said, you know, if you die, who's going to take care of your son? Yeah. That was what hit me. That was what hit me. And I actually went back and started my keto diet. In two weeks, I had lost 20 pounds. Um, and within six months, I was no longer diabetic. Within a year, my fatty liver disappeared. And I can tell you, I had a fatty liver since my teen years. Like the doctors wow. noticed it when I played football in, uh, in high school. And when I wrestled in high school and college. So it was like, I've always had a fatty liver. That is genetic. Uh, but it was also very much diet related. And ever since I, I decided to turn my life around, I've lost 70 pounds in total. My blood pressure is normal. I don't have to take medication anymore. I don't take medication for um, diabetes. My A1C is considered normal. I This revelation had literally saved my life. And the other thing I thought of when we talked about Siragusa was, it's a shame, but he didn't have that revelation that he didn't sit back and say, I'm not a player anymore. I'm not in top condition anymore. 
I'm at middle age. He was 55. You know, he's at that age when bad things start to happen to you health-wise if you don't take care of yourself. Now, you don't have to be a saint. You don't have to be super strict, you know, but just small things like don't be 100 pounds overweight. Don't be 200 pounds overweight. And I don't know how much he weighed, but he was still a big dude. You saw him. He was a big dude. And yes, a lot of that is muscle, but it's still your body's working harder. Your heart's pumping harder. So like, again, we don't know what the well, post death was, weaker. but if they're not as strong as they were when you were in your mid late 20s. That, that, that too. That's what I meant. Feet. Yeah. So your yeah. heart is, think of it like an engine, man. It's still pushing all this weight around, but you're not in shape and your cardio's off. So, um, it, it, look, I was sad. I don't want to, I don't want to rag on the guy, but look, you and I both said it like it's too bad. He never got serious about staying alive, trying to stay yeah, alive yeah. and trying to get healthy. I got angry and, and, and I had no connections. I never, I've met football right. players, agents, owners. Uh, oh, I've never actually talked to them. I've seen them in the same room. You know, hey, go say hi, go say, no, no, no. <laughs> but so I kind of got angry just because he's this, he's a larger than life figure and he was beloved and, 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 and he, he would give back when he could. Right. So I kind of got angry when I saw the, 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 Howard Stern interview where he talked about his dad passing at 48 in his arms. He kind of alluded his dad wasn't a small guy neither. Right. You know, and everything you just said, I'm like, well, dude, if that happened and you have a family and you have a kid, because I here's when I got angry. And I'm not saying I'm right. I'm just being honest with the emotion was when I read a post, uh, beloved father, his family, his children, he always, they always came first. And I got angry because I'm like, but he didn't try to lose his weight to be around. Now, I'm not dogging him, a great, beloved uh, 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 individual. Right. I just hope people can look at this and learn from it. Because even with his death, he was like, you know, something like this. Hey, just put on a little Sinatra. Because that's what I tell my friends. Look, I don't want anybody at my funeral who didn't like me, number one. Right. Number two, everybody on that funeral, I want you to eat light and drink up. You know, because one... You, you, you're going to sit there and think about and talk about the good things we did together and, and, and celebrate life, you know, and right. that's what, that's what they're all going to do with Tony. Uh, uh, and my take doesn't matter, but I just hope people can look at that and then look at their children or look at anybody. It's, it's, it's like, I even have dogs. I'm at the age like, well, we got to make sure that our dog, you know, if something happens to us, somebody's going to take care of the dogs, you know? So it's not just children, families, every person, there's something there that you that gives you a good reason to be a better human being physically. Right. As you know, John, I mean, look, I'm 55. Hold on. 66. 66. Oh, no, I'm 56. <laughs> I stopped counting when yeah. I in my late 40s. So, yeah, I, I'm 56 or 55, whatever 66 adds up to. I look great. I look 15 years younger. I, I'm the first to tell you, dude, I was born blessed with genes. But I work out because what I have come to learn about my body is every so many years, my regular workouts, it, it, it's kind of like I, I, I see my, I don't see, it, it's it's something happens and my metabolism slowed down more. Right. And my regular workouts no longer maintain me and I start the balloon up. So I had, so I am aware of that, and I do it one because I have an ego. We all have egos. I don't want to get old. I have no shame in saying I do not want to get old, and I don't want to lose my hair. You know, I have no shame in saying that. You know, right? Call me vain or whatever. So I work out, but it also makes me feel better. You know, when I built KFFL, I was the oldest guy out of the crew. When I was in my early thirties, most of the crew was mid twenties. So, and I started KFFL in my late twenties uh, with my partner. 
And I will, and as you know, working in the fantasy sports industry, when that preseason guide or these deadlines, oh, yeah, yeah. You're, you're getting two to four hours sleep. Yeah, and, you're, out, and, and that's for weeks on end. Yeah, and I was outlasting my younger brethren there. And I attributed to that that to being in good shape. I would work out. Right. You'd be pumping hard. And I go, I'm going to work out. They look at me like, well, we got all this work. I'm like, yeah, that's why I'm up to two. You know? Right. But that said, John, I even when I brought up health benefits to the company it was right. a double their sword i was prepared to do it but i'm saying i'll let them vote on it and i'm thinking well if they vote no they're good i don't have to spend right, money right. right but they cared more for that extra amount of dollars sure that they would save than yeah. their health because they were young and dumb right and, uh, i think that's where it starts the invincibility and thinking nothing's going to happen so you get set in various ways to once you get in your 40s and 50s it's a long shot to get back down to where you need to be because oh, you're so far yeah. off gone. Yeah. And so I did get a little bit angry, not, not angry in a hateful way, just like, uh, why couldn't you have just taken care of yourself? Because we need the Tony Saragusas in the world. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and we're seeing this out of love for the guy. You know, it's yeah. not out of, it's not out of like, oh, he was fat. He deserved to die. We're not saying that. We're saying like, it's not a joke anymore. And part of the reason, in my opinion, is that we've, <laughs> pseudo criminalized fat shaming oh like, that's right yeah yeah like i mean listen i saw something on twitter like one of the things that my wife actually gets very upset at me is when you see these really not even fat chicks obese chicks yes who get on twitter and say i look sexy look at me and they're in some thong bikini it's disgusting right but aside from the fact that they just are not appealing to most uh people uh physically attractive i mean the other thing they're putting a message is like, don't, don't shame us for being obese. Don't shame us for having poor diet habits. Don't shame us. It's my life. It's this, it's that. And it's like, no, you're an obese person. If you're, if you're obese and you decide to parade in a bikini, guess what? You deserve to be made fun of. And in the old days, uh, ridicule, public shame, uh, societal pressure was a way that a lot of people self-regulated their behavior. You didn't need the government to do it for you because oh, people yeah. would make yeah. fun of you. Yeah. Like you and I knew that if we grew up and we had the wrong pair of sneakers on, people, kid, other kids would be merciless towards yeah, you. Yeah, they were, they were terrible. Well, I agree with you and I don't agree with you because I was never part of that shaming because I loathed it because I had a chubby sister, you know, but I get your point. My issue is Adele, for example, she lost weight to feel better, to look better. Uh, uh, so so she wouldn't be a diabetic. So she wouldn't right. be closer to a heart attack than not. And then they were shaming people for, uh, 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 they were trying to shame Adele for losing the weight and not remaining fat. So when these people are evil, they're vile, because what they're saying is you will accept that 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 huge man or woman for who and what they are, and it looks beautiful. No, it doesn't. You know, and y'all be talking about, well, for those who don't take the COVID vaccine, they need to do this with the health and be charged for this. 78% of the people who died uh, of COVID were obese. Maybe we need to look at the obesity, you know, and my point is the hypocrisy because they make everything political today, whether it's socially political or fiscally political, you know, dealing with the economy, everything's political and you can't say or do nothing where I'm like, lady, uh, 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 well, the Democrats, I'm like, y'all be talking about, you know, who should or shouldn't get medical care, but then you refuse to actually do something about the epidemic we have in this country, which is called obesity, you know, and 
part of that, I'm not blaming Americans per se, but I'm blaming our society. Uh, we have sedentary jobs. We eat on the run, which is what? Fast food most of the time. Right. You know, John, when I eat fast food, I can count on my two hands how many times a year I have it, and it's on cheat day. Because I'll be honest, boy, I love Popeye's chicken. You know, every once in a while, I'll crave uh, Burger King's Whopper, and I'll be disappointed every time because it's a different waffle from when I was a kid. But that's my extent of fast food because I know how dangerous it is. Uh, honestly, is I, I, I agree with you because I've like I've literally have eliminated fast food. If I know I'm going somewhere where I can't get what I need to eat on my diet and I'm still fairly strict. I, you know, 20 net carbs or less a day. And, you know, uh, but I, (laughs) but, but I eat like a horse. Like I I'm eating constantly. It's just that I eat the right things. Like I'll eat almonds for a snack or, you know, no more cakes. No, I only buy very specific bread that has no carbs in it. It doesn't doesn't taste like regular bread, you know, but in order to counter that, I eat a ton, right? Yeah. But listen, a lot of times, a lot of times, my friends will say, "Let's go drinking. Let's go hang out. Let's go. To, let's go grab some nachos and watch the game at Buffalo Wild Wings or something, right?" And I'll be That's sorry, I can't. No, no. But I'm like, I can't do it because I know oh. myself. So oh, I can, yeah. like you have you you're disciplined enough to have your cheat days you just mentioned, right? No, I'm not. You okay. Know my cheat days, no, no, day John, where it should be two thousand, three thousand calories of just bad foods. It's okay, right? my cheat days that's why i try to temper them it's like five or six thousand it's wow. like the moon pie twinkies the dog the pizza you know the yeah. uh the, with the pizza there's always the what, what's that that the hot bread that you put the thing on you put, you know, and you make the sandwich panini yeah that, it's like i am the worst cheat day but that's because i lose it but the reason i say that is because i have an addictive personality so i same have here. to force myself yeah, and i guess what i'm trying to say America, it's not easy, but do you want to see your grandkids? I'd love to see my nephews and, and, and their kids and be able to go, hey, there's your uncle, you know, Willie, they're over there. Right, you know, right, right, that. right. You know, I, 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 I want to be scuba diving into my 70s. I saw a guy with a shape doing that. That's my only passion because, you know me, I'm a blabbermouth. When I screw it up, I don't talk. That's when I'm one with nature, with Mother Earth, with God, whatever he said. Because right. when I'm underwater, I just marvel at the beauty. That's when I turn very green. You know, I'd be swimming and there's a can there. And a beautiful. I was at 120 feet. It was quick dive. You go 200 feet. You can only stay there for a couple of minutes. You know, and I'm swimming around for my few minutes there before we have to slowly head back up. And there was, was the plastic rings. It's so depressing, you know. Uh, but the point is, it's not easy. It's hard, right? but where there's a will, there's a way. And I guess I just was disappointed. So Tony Saragossa, gone too soon. There's a lot we can learn from him, both as a human being who was caring and loving and beloved, and as well as physically in terms of looking in the mirror and realizing we need to change certain things. A, in our a, caution, a cautionary tale. Thank you. That's what I love about Big John. He he always takes my long-winded sentences and boils them down to two. Yeah, uh, uh, two words. All right. So rest in peace, Tony Saragossa. Our heart goes out to his family yes. Yes. And, and everybody who knew him, especially his players. That's the, the one final thing. Players come and go. You'll see a couple people make a comment or though, hey, sad to see her at the NFL. Man, there were a lot of people coming in, you know, from the owners of the team, the right. players from the Colts, his first year. I mean, so you know the guy was beloved. Well, let's get on to our uh, final comment with somebody who is not beloved. Uh, John, and who is that? Oh, Jake Paul. Jake Paul. Um, 
for those of you who don't, don't know, well, there's brothers, right? There's Jake and Logan Paul. Uh, Jake Paul is the more accomplished one, so let's talk about him maybe. But Jake Paul is a YouTuber, or he started out life as a YouTuber. He's one of these uh, famous for being famous guys, like Paris Hilton or somebody like that, right? Kardashians. Or the Kardashians, right? Um which I still don't understand why they're popular, but whatever, whatever. So Jake Paul, and basically he migrated from a YouTuber, from a trash talker, this type of guy. And he, he got, he said about the business of getting into quote, those celebrity boxing matches. So for example, he defeated a fellow YouTuber in, um, in who was from Britain. You know, and it was an, an amateur contest. You know, they just put on the gloves, you know, and it's always like one of those, like when you see Donnie Bonaducci fight Donnie Osmond or something, you know, whatever. Oh, that's right. They fought. <laughs> yeah, like you have like those weird things. So it was literally like, okay, which of these two YouTube blabbermouths is going to knock the other one out? Um, but then Jake Paul, whether it was luck or a stroke of genius, and apparently the way he's managed his career, I think you and I might say it was a stroke of genius. Yeah. He said, let me, let me, pursue this whole boxing thing so then he he turned pro he started training seriously and he ended up beating up some more youtubers in these types of matches um but he got people's attention when he fought um uh, robinson right ex retired nba player nate robinson now nate robinson you have to consider he was a short guy he wasn't like your typical giant in the nba and let's let me emphasize this was not a boxer right Jake Paul basically destroyed him. Um, oh, it was it was ugly. Like I by mean, the second round, he had completely, like, <laughs> the, like you were afraid that Nate Robinson would never wake up, type of thing. I mean, that's how devastating it was. It was one of those right. where you get hit, and and it, it, it's like that South African boxer. Did you see that one where uh, he knocked the guy down? And then he starts swinging and punching in a completely different direction. And he died later. Yeah, uh, yeah. Brain hemorrhage. So brain hemorrhage, yeah. Nate, Nate Robinson was kind of like that. I mean, not that long, but the right. way he was out, I guess what I'm trying to say. He was yeah, out, he, he, falling to the ground. He was out cold, yeah. So um, after that, his next big fight, where people were sure he was going to get his comeuppance, was against um, Ben Askren. Now, Ben Askren was an MMA mixed martial artist. He had been recently retired. He had some injuries. And a lot of people said, you know what, even though Askren's not a boxer, you know, MMA guys still have to throw fists and this and that. You and mean I'll, idiots for saying and, that. And I'll, I'll admit, I put money on Askren. I thought Askren uh, was going to teach him a lesson. Guess what, folks? He didn't because it wasn't, it wasn't an MMA match. They fought right. under boxing rules. And boxing really goes to the faster, stronger um, uh, athlete, typically. Uh, the old joke Norm Macdonald used to say goes, hey, who's boxing? I'm going to vote on the guy who's bigger and blacker. That was his joke. Like, <laughs> yeah, he, yeah, he yeah, didn't yeah. care what the names were. He was just going to Norm Macdonald. Oh, another yeah, guy. Yeah, that's rest, a Norm Macdonald rest in peace. But yeah. So anyway, so he fought Ben Askren. He destroyed first uh, in the first round. He, he, he was a TKO. But then he fought a UFC champion. His name was Tyron Woodley. Now, Woodley was different because he was actually at the top of the MMA game. Oh, wow. The first match between Paul and Woodley ended up in a split decision that went to Jake Paul. So now all of a sudden people are taking him seriously. By the way, if you were in Vegas, you loved uh, Jake Paul because everybody bet against him. 
Oh yeah, he made huge Especially money. when he started fighting the MMA guys, like people would put money on the MMA guys. They're like, ah, this this guy's a punk. This guy, Jake Paul, he's going to get his ass uh, kicked by these professional fights. Guess what, folks? He did not. And uh, he just recently had his second fight against Tyron Woodley, a rematch. And ladies and gentlemen, it might have been one of the most vicious punches I have ever seen. He knocked out Tyron Woodley, and I'm not exaggerating. William, William turned me on to the clip, and I played that thing like the Zabruder film. It was rough. He knocked him out with one uh, right cross. <laughs> the guy was out before he hit the ground. Tyron Woodley was unconscious. What made it worse, John? When you saw it, what struck you? Oh, he dropped his arm. Jake Paul came in with the right cross, caught him flush on the chin. And when you saw the reverse angle of it, as so he hit him and the guy literally just fell forward. His arms went limp. Exactly. That's what I'm talking about. His legs turned to jelly. And it was like a pratfall. And for those of you that are Ric Flair fans, you'll know what I mean. There's the famous Ric Flair bump, it's called, where they pretend to hit him in the face and then he'll just walk out and then just fall on his face, right? And it's an old right. Ric Flair routine. Jake Paul made a UFC champion do that unwillingly, meaning he hit him so hard. The guy, like, he didn't even break his fall. He literally fell face first, which is even more dangerous because it's like getting hit by the earth on the way up, right? Yeah. He just got smacked face first, and he was out, face down. I've, I've never seen anything that vicious, that sudden. And I remember watching a Joe Rogan episode about Jake Paul, where they were talking about Jake Paul, and he said, listen, folks, and this is Joe Rogan. He said, a lot of you think this guy is a joke. A lot of you think this guy's just doing it for publicity, which maybe he is. But one thing you have to keep in mind, he is a serious boxer and he's he's jacked. He's built. He's fast. Uh, I don't know what kind of chin he has, because honestly, he hasn't been in the ring with a pro uh, boxer. True. But 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 the guy, uh, uh, Wood, oh God, I'm trying to think. Whatever. Tyron Woodley. Yeah. Woodley. He got a good shot right before he got knocked yeah. out. He got a couple of good combos. I'm like, whoa, you know, he took a shot there uh, because that was that's my question. You know, everything's nice when you take that hit. And he took a hit. And I was like, okay, maybe he can take a punch. Uh, you know, John. By the way, just to that, I'll quote uh, I'll quote Mike Tyson when they asked that. Like, uh, they said, your opponent seemed to have a plan. And he goes, everyone has a plan until you get punched in the mouth. <laughs> you know, so it's like, you know, <laughs> the plan. everyone had the plan until you get punched in the mouth. And I think, like, so a lot of people thought that about Jake Paul. You know, it's like, okay. He's fighting non-boxers. And again, you have to be very careful. If you're if you're a great karate guy, it doesn't mean you're good at under the rules of boxing and That's vice right. versa. It, like, I'm sure if Jake Paul fought Tyron Woodley in a cage, Woodley would tackle him, throw him to the ground, <laughs> and then grab him and choke him out. No, you you're know? right. You're right. That's why Floyd Mayweather refused to fight right. uh, uh, Conor McGregor. I mean, he knew he would. it wouldn't have lasted 30 seconds. You know? Oh, listen, listen. The greatest of all time, Muhammad Ali. When he fought Antonio Inoki, uh, it was considered the wrestler, the wrestler in Japan. Yeah, I saw that. It was I mean, considered I really... the first match, and it came out afterwards. At the time, people thought it was a farce because it ended up in a draw. It, like the referee quickly said, "They're going to kill each other eventually." So, so draw. Nobody wins. We're done, right? Well, that's because Ali got frustrated. Well, he got frustrated because Inoki. So this is how much they respected each other. Inoki was like the Bruno Sammartino or Hulk Hogan of Japan. And he was a big guy too. 
um, he decided that he was never going to give Ali the chance to punch him in the face. So as soon as the bell rang, because they were fighting under true mixed martial rules back then, the boxer could box, but he could also kick, he could grab him, the wrestler could grab him and all that. Inoki said he knew, he knew that if Ali, he got anywhere near Ali's fist, Ali would kill him. He knew that. He was done. But Ali also knew that if Inoki got close enough to tackle him or kick him, that Ali was done. So the whole right, the whole fight was literally Inoki on his back, Mm -hmm. kicking at Ali from a distance. And it was Ali trying to tease him into standing up, doing the rope a dope in the shuffle, right? They said that after the match, the public didn't know this. I read it in a book. Inoki had kicked Ali's legs so hard during the fight because it looked like he was just, you know, toying with him, just trying to get him to, you know, that after the fight, they said had Ali waited another couple of hours, he would they, he would have had his leg amputated. That Inoki had kicked so many blood clots into his leg, he had to go get uh, treatment for that, get, get surgery, I think, because they said Ali, a boxer's not used to his legs getting kicked or That's hit. Right. Whereas in MMA, what's the first thing they teach you? Leg kick, front kick, side kick, shin kick, you know, constantly. So um, it's very important. You got to understand the rules of the match and you have to understand. So Jake Paul, yeah, he's been fighting guys who are good wrestlers. They're good MMA guys. Um, Nate Robinson was a great point guard. But yeah, yeah. Didn't know yeah. how to fight, right? Well, he's fighting a boxer now. He's uh, going to Jake be Paul, yes. Fury. Yeah, and Tommy Fury's eight and zero with four KOs. So, so Jake Paul's doing this. And though. Tommy Fury, because I made this mistake, is the younger brother of world champion Tyson Fury. Yeah, see, I got confused too because I, I, I thought it, I thought he was fighting Tyson Fury, and I couldn't yeah. wait. I couldn't wait to get to my bookie to put money on Fury. Exactly. Yeah, well, actually, you would, the odds would have been you would have probably had to blow a thousand dollars. That's okay. I would have put it on Fury anyway. Yeah, but, but see, um, that's what makes. But see, my whole shtick, and you get the history very well. I'm more simplistic as a businessman to anybody out there who you want to start your own fantasy sports company, your little mama's pop shop. Jake Paul is a phenomenal self promoter. Yes. And, 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 and he is an exception to the rule. You can't be that arrogant, that bad, uh, bad boy that much because the hate towards him is part of his shtick. But what you can take away from him uh, is the confidence to when you do whatever you do to right. better your business, you give it 150%. Yes. And you take no prisoners. If you're going to do a marketing campaign, have no shame in it. Say right. what you need to say. It, it, whatever you're going to do. So I look at him as a phenomenal marketer. But the, here's what I also notice: Having been in the military, having doing a startup, there's an attitude you have to have. And something happened. He fell in love with boxing. And he's yep. become a student of that game. And he's trained. Does that mean he's any good? No. But the worst boxer will knock out the non-boxer. Period. I was told that by a boxer uh, 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 who, who I met in the military. And we were related in some way out of Puerto Rico. We're from the Capadillas area. And he showed me a few little tricks. I'm like, whoa. He goes, you fight a boxer one-on-one and you don't know how to box, he will kill you. He goes, you always take a boxer to the ground. Yeah, that's because once they're to the ground, they're done. If you know how to uh, fight. And this is what a boxer told me. And my whole point with, with, with the MMA is exactly what you said. It's they're not boxers, you know, so he had that advantage. So this is his first real test. This is where his self-promotion comes and meets a, a bitter end. And he'll still do other things and all that and make money. 
But if he wins this, not only will he be proving himself as a boxer, but his self-promotion skills, his next fight is oh, gonna yeah. it's gonna go sky high. Now the downside of this is how pathetic is the sport of boxing today that a Jake Paul and Tommy Fury will probably be one of the most watched boxing matches in the past year. Right. I follow a couple guys who cover boxing and they're always throwing out names and all that, and I don't know who they are. Why? Because I used to be an ABC Wide World of Sports fan, and every Saturday that people don't realize Mike Tyson's early career, his first couple of years, was on ABC Sports on Saturday. You know, that's where I saw you mentioned about the uh, uh, what's the name again that, that, that got knocked out, uh, that, that Jake Paul knocked out, the, the MMA guy. Oh, Tyron Woodley. Tyron Woodley. You said you've never seen that before. I have. When 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 Mike Tyson knocked down knocked out Joe Frazier's son, Marvelous Ma- Frazier. Marvin, Marvin Frazier. Yeah. He hit him and as he's falling and he's out, Tyson is so fast, he gets a couple more punches. And the, the, what made it so devastating is he was already out before yeah. he hit him a second and third time. And he's so fast and rush trying to get a Tyson. He's he just so fast he hit him two 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 more times. It was one of those things that it to me, as I told you off camera. I get the violence and all that. It's just not my cup of tea. I kind of cringe when I see right. a fellow human pounding. I mean, it's not good or bad. Let them do what they want. It's they're both agreeing to do that, right. or the, the women are agreeing to do it, so whatnot. But that's kind of like, oh my God. I mean, in my mind, he could have killed him there. Yeah, know? of that, course. There's always that risk. There's always yeah, that so, risk. so so I have seen it, and I'm not comparing Jake Paul to 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 Mike Tyson. Right. But I am comparing the devastation that that punch took out on Woodley just like he did the Marvelous. I remember that punch on uh, on um Frazier. The difference was that I think it was perception of the way they felt because Frazier fell backwards and he kind of fell up against the ropes when he got well, knocked Frazier out. Frazier was scared, you're right. He was back in I mean yeah. he, he was scared. He right. Was scared Whereas man. Woodley was the middle of the ring, dead center in the ring and the way he fell the referee couldn't get to him in time, couldn't catch him. The guy couldn't break his fall. He literally did a face plant. Just right, right. And that well, to and, me, and, and, and the, go ahead. Yeah, that's that's why it looked more devastating. Yeah, but although I agree with you, yeah. That the, yeah. the look that knockout of Frazier was crazy. I saw an MMA knockout once where uh, one of these Brazilian MMA guys who tend to be very fast with their hands, like and Vitor <laughs> Vitor uh, Belfort, was known for that, right? Knocked out Mark Coleman, who was a massive wrestler type guy in the in the beginning, hit him so hard. <laughs> I just remember the guy was like up against the fence and just slid down. He was out. Oh yeah, down yeah, up against the fence. Yeah. Uh, well, Tank well, he, Abbott was like that too. But yeah, well, I mean, in the ref defense, it, it just happened so quick. Oh yeah, the ref couldn't have done anything about it. Yeah, but I'm saying exactly. it, it was just it was devastating. But did but, you see the ref's reaction? Because what's the first thing? Oh. The ref, as Get soon as he hit the ground, he didn't even count. He went down, looked at him, tapped him on the, the, the back. And go, Tried to get the mouthpiece out so he yeah, wouldn't choke. Like he's yeah. out. And then you saw Jake Punk, because, you know, they always run into the ring and celebrate. He's like, no, stay back. And he said that, stay back. That's when you knew it was some serious stuff. Well, you knew it was serious because they they cut the camera to Jake Paul and he was doing his, like, I'm climbing the ring ropes. I got to celebrate with my brother, high five everyone, do his dance that he was the king. Then they cut back to Woodley and that guy was still face down. No one could move him because they weren't, they didn't know if he had broken his neck or what. And it took a good, maybe four or five minutes before they even brought in a stool for him, like for him to sit on so they could prop him up. That guy was out. He was just 
out unconscious for a good three, four minutes. And listen, when it's that long, like three, four minutes, does it sound like a lot of time? Whoa, if someone's time. if someone's unconscious for that amount of time, your first thoughts go to to like a brain bleed, a, a severe concussion, an aneurysm. Like there's a lot of bad things that happen. And, yeah, people and, have no clue. You, yeah. you know, as a, as a scuba diver, I was talking to somebody about narcosis. And and I go, it doesn't last long, you know. I've never had it, but but it, it happens. It doesn't. Yeah. And then I'm so what's the big deal? I'm like, you're underwater. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> All it takes is a couple of seconds, and then and you're done. You're toast, you know. So so we are clueless to the devastation that our our body can encounter with these punches. On the final note, uh, 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 on J Pop, I don't like him or dislike him, but what I love about him right now, he talks so much crap. Yeah. Everybody hates it, but he's backing it up. Dude, the crap he's talking about, Tommy Fury, because mm. he got a text from one of Tommy Fury's managers or saying, well, we may not be able to do the fight because of uh, of uh, 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 his father couldn't come see it. And Jake Paul went up, your father, he's a criminal for the last 15 years. Yeah, uh, it's just it, no mercy. Yeah, 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 no mercy. No exactly. mercy at all. Yeah, yeah. You know, John, I got to admit, I love this these spirited debates i think they're more fun uh 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 uh, uh, uh. yeah I, I would just give my one cent of advice to you is just come with examples and that's how you shut me down you know <laughs> uh, uh, but i love the back and forth i think it makes for a great podcast it's fun we get our points across you're more eloquent which i love because you always end up explaining what i'm trying to say <laughs> so so i think it, we had another great show tonight yeah it was you a know, good show tony, tony saragosa rest in peace yep Jake Pod, do what you need to and keep entertaining and keep. You may not be the best example, but you are living the American dream. You have taken what America has offered and maximized it without. Uh, maybe you are Silver Spoon, but you've earned 30 some odd million yourself. Oh, yeah. Every penny. He deserves every penny. And I don't say SCOTUS, that often, but he does. Thank yeah. you, Scotus, for following the Constitution. Because as a conservative, yes. I know I'm going to hate some of your decisions, but I know you follow the Constitution. I can't argue. And as Any a New York, word? as a New Yorker, really thank you uh, for that one. Yeah, the only thing I'm going to close out on, William, is uh, thank you everyone for joining us here at Points on the Board. Uh, you can always catch us on SportsGrumblings.com, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts. Check us on on all the big platforms. Uh, you'll find the podcast there. Also, want to give you a heads up. Uh, Monday, January 27th, the newest episode of The Big Questions with Big John drops. We're going to have another fantasy OG. June June 27th. What did I say? January. Sorry, June 27th. (laughs) Oh, man, I'm so excited. June 27th, uh, Monday. And uh, typically, we're going to aim for these uh, interview shows to be live on Monday. So uh, another fantasy OG lined up. We had Greg Kellogg. Uh, this week. It was a great interview, much like William, a military man who made his mark in the fantasy industry. So that was interesting. I hope you guys enjoyed it. If you haven't, go check it out. Monday, we have another uh, founder, one of the first analytics guys in fantasy sports, and now runs an uh, like a mutual fund ETF on the NASDAQ that's dedicated to sports betting and fantasy, daily fantasy sports. So he buys companies and manages it. So really interesting guy. His name is Jeffrey Camus. He's the original founder of DocSports.com. Definitely this Monday, June 27th. Yeah. Uh, check it out on SportsGrumblings.com. The big questions with Big John. And we're still working on even more guests. So exactly, stay tuned. Exactly. Stay and we're going to start hunting down the, the, to start eventually sooner than later, launch other podcasts that deal with sports. But uh, the, uh, uh, it's a great show, John. And the, the, the only point I have to make is 
the guy that your your guest, I had no clue who he was, but when you mentioned his his pseudonym with Dr. St- I'm like, oh yeah, I know him. Yeah, so he has been around for a while. Yeah, you know, good stuff. And yeah. don't forget, sportscrumblies.com. We have the whole family of podcasts there, fired up, points on the board, big questions with Big John. We have new podcasts coming. We need your support. Help us. Please listen and please share. And Big John, tell America good night. Good night, America. <laughs>